1: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective.
0: From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the fandom nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy.
1: Hello, hello! It's time for another week with me. Well, you don't get to spend the entire week with me, but you wouldn't want to have the entire week with me, would you? I don't know. But it's time to join me again. Uh, Once again, flying solo... Life has been a little different as I've been working on my new job and I'm getting used to my new scheduling and basically learning if I don't find a chance over the weekend to record this show, uh, it's going to be difficult to get it done and I'm better off sometimes finding a little quick moment here on a weekday and recording the entire show myself. Uh, And there's there's some times I'm so used to having to go to bed at 7 to get up at 3 with my old job that I haven't quite adjusted to my new hours and I finish work, and I'm I'm fairly tired, and it's pretty close to my sleeping time. And then, of course, with the time change, with the uh, switching back to standard time, now I feel like I'm tired at six. And you know, I'm getting off around 430, 5 o'clock, and I'm you know, I'm really close to where my body says it's bedtime. Uh, I'm trying to train myself to stay up later, but I boy, I finish work, and I I don't always feel like I have the energy to record this show. So it's been kind of difficult getting these shows out. And so hopefully the show is still fun, and uh, I I figure if I'm not feeling it, I I probably shouldn't record. So I wait until the time that I feel like I've still got the energy and some excitement to make sure that I bring a good show and that you enjoy listening to me. Uh, Got a lot of fun things to talk about today. Lots of fun Ghostbusters news, some interesting stuff with a Spider-Man Far From Home poster, and eternals hit theaters this past weekend and me and lost boy Philip did manage to get out there uh, lost boy Philip I, I kind of know some of his thoughts I'll share with those unfortunately he's not with me right now uh, so I can't you know get his direct thoughts but uh, he did share his thoughts about the film with me and so I'll just uh, pass along what he said uh, so we'll get along to some of our typical host chatter so actually I've watched something interesting I think it was just the other day I just kind of stumbled upon this. It's a YouTube channel. It's called Shocker Rants. Now, Shocker Rants, he's got some clips of his television appearances uh, where he tried to fool Penn and Teller. Uh, also, Masters of Illusion, I believe, was the other sh- television show. Uh, Seems some appearances where he pops up on uh, like local television networks. Uh, it's collected some of his performances. Who this guy is, the Shocker. Uh, he At some points, he's called himself a full contact magician. But basically, if you mix a pro wrestler with a magician, you got what this guy does. And I saw his pen and Teller fool us and he actually had a full on match with a, a, uh, a heel wrestler in the middle. And he was doing tricks in the middle of being in this wrestling match. Uh, I found it super entertaining. He was very, very funny. Uh, so I've been watching some of his YouTube videos and just enjoying what he's done. I guess he's been at this for quite some time. But uh, yeah, Shocker Rants. Go and check it out. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. So what I've been playing this week, I'm still playing through the Uncharted series. I've just gotten started with Uncharted 3. I uh, did remember, of course, of the struggle, the final boss fight in, uh, in Uncharted 2. Uh, actually, I, I thought I remember it being even more difficult than it was this time around. I don't know if with the Remastered Edition, when they brought it to PlayStation 4, if they tried to tweak it because it was re- insanely difficult. Uh, your main villain, you basically had to kind of run from him and try to detonate uh, materials. I don't want to really spoil anything for you. Uh, but you had to detonate things around him, uh, and you had to nail it like perfectly about four or five times. Uh, before you actually defeated him. But then, of course, the game's not over. You have to escape the area, and you have this pretty spectacular uh, run for your life <laughs> bit at the end of Uncharted 2. But it's a pretty exciting game, and uh, I'm still kind of prepping for the upcoming movie, which I believe is coming next year. Uh, so playing through the game, uh, the games, again, I'm probably going to play Uncharted 4 at this rate uh, after this, because Uncharted 4 was fantastic. And I think somewhere I do own a digital copy of the, well, I believe it was called The Lost Legacy, Kind of a fifth Uncharted game, but you don't play as Nathan Drake. You play, I believe, as Chloe. I'm not sure what her last name is. And you also have a character that I really didn't like in Uncharted 4, and she's teaming with Chloe. So I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'll check it out, though. I'm sure it's still a great game. Uh, something else. So this has been kind of the big thing, and I was talking about it before. Uh, Animal Crossing has released some um, downloadable content and also updated to 2.0 also you know what i forgot i was going to talk about this halloween event they had on animal crossing that i just had a, a ball playing along uh, they had all through october uh, you were collecting candy you had to purchase candy from uh the you could only purchase one piece at a time from your own store you go to another island you can buy one piece of candy there and uh, i used some candy to make uh some crafty items there was a lot of fun things to make to decorate the island for halloween and, um, I had, uh, I think about 10 pieces of candy when it came to the actual event and they have this character, Jack, who's this guy with this big jack lantern head. Uh, he came along and gave me tasks to go and anybody who trick or treated me, I gave them a piece of candy and they would give me something in return. And what they gave me back is usually a lot of recipes to any item that I didn't get to get the recipe during the course of the, uh, the month long event, you know, and the recipes were basically, um, how to make different halloween decorations so uh, now i have everything so i can make them for next year of course i kept all my decorations i put them in my storage uh, but sometimes somebody would give you a lollipop and lollipops are jack's favorite candy and so you would go and give him a lollipop and he'd give you something special uh, i got a few unique items but he also gave me clothing to dress up as him and once i had the entire outfit on i could scare people and get candy back uh, so it was kind of fun. So I could reuse the candy, and it, I just had a lot of fun going around, being trick or treated, trick or treating other people. They had some of the characters on your island would be still in their home if you would go inside in a costume, then they would give you candy. Uh, so yeah, it was it was great fun. I really enjoyed it. So now we're on the two with the DLC, which I'm getting the DLC for. Uh, my wife and I have expanded our online. Uh, so we have access to Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games on our Switches now. And we're on a family plan. Uh, paid for the whole year. So it, in the long run, saves money. <laughs> in the long run, you just have to pay a chunk uh, when you get started. But the nice thing, what, what encouraged me to do it is it gave us free access to the DLC. So we can try it out and play it. And basically with this new uh, it's Happy Homes, I believe, uh, you get to go to this resort island and you're making vacation homes for various different uh, animal crossing style characters. Uh, and it also added a lot of new things. There's this glowing moss um, a lot of different things, but also of course, now you have Brewster who I guess has been a character in previous games has a coffee shop in the museum. Uh, you can now plant vegetables, other than pumpkins you know like uh they're supposed to be carrots and things but i've so far i've got tomatoes and some wheat and you can make recipes food recipes that you can either eat or sell or decorate with you know uh, lots of new fun exciting things to do on animal crossing they really kind of breathe some new life into it and so i'm really having some fun playing around with that uh, again So, uh, but yeah, I think that's the main things I have to be able to talk about this week uh, as far as just some host chatter. Uh, So let's just get on to some uh, news.
0: the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland.
1: Okay, so um, I don't know whether to be calling this a rumor, but apparently this seems even likely. We're actually coming up on the 30th anniversary for the death of Superman here in 2022. Uh, you might remember this back in the in the 90s. Uh, It was kind of a big deal uh, and they sold a heck of a lot of comics uh, when they killed off Superman, but then it became commonplace for DC. They didn't, they broke Batman and uh, they, I think they even killed some other characters. They just went a little crazy just trying to sell more comics. And it it became a thing of, you know, doing big weird events and even Marvel's guilty of this, but trying to sell more comics by doing big, crazy events, just kind of giving a boost to sales. Well, we're coming up on that 30, uh, 30 year and, Uh, And and a lot of what I was hearing is, because we did mention before, uh, like Steve Ditko, uh, his estate or his family was filing a suit with Marvel on copyright and ownership of like Doctor Strange and some of his other work that he, he designed the look of those characters. Uh, So he's a co-creator on some of those other than Stan Lee. And uh, Siegel and Schuster apparently have already, well, their families have already claimed some copyright on Kal-El Superman. And it's very important that I could say Kal-El Clark Kent Superman because they, they are the creators of it. And um, they did file a suit to be able to get a certain percentage of the profits that Superman makes. And as things have moved along, they are, they get the potential that they can jump into some court again. So what DC may try to be, what they looks like they're doing, Is passing everything on to John Kent. You know son of Clark and Lois. To where he will be Superman. And then Clark Kent. If they kill him. And there's no more Kal-El. They don't have that connection with the Siegel and Schuster somewhere. Right. Now there is actually a Superman number 29. That DC put out back in March. And uh, I'm reading this off of games radar. Says, in that story, The Golden Age Part 1, John and kal, kal- aid Star Labs in sealing a dimensional breach in space, but that puts out energy which harms Kalel, but not John. It seems the breaches are being opened by none other than Amanda Waller, who is gathering data on Kalel's weaknesses. John warns his father that while he was in the future with the Legion of Superheroes, he learned of his father's death and that it would have something to do with the dimensional breaches. However, John is able to protect his father from the final breach, which he believes is meant to cause Kalel’s death. This leads John to question his father’s fate, though there’s more to suggest John wasn’t wrong about Kalel’s ultimate fate, even if he wasn’t quite right about its cause. Not least of these clues is the villainous Mongol noting that Kalel is dying as he observes the two Supermen in the aftermath of the battle in which John predicted his father would fail, or fall, Uh, But more on Mongol later in the article. Uh, But just even go from there. Now, of course, they've done a lot of changes. I mean, the truth, justice, and the American ways become truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Now, that seems to be changing away from the slogan that was from Siegel and Shuster. So, I mean, they're they're reinventing and passing on the mantle of Superman over to John Kent. And they won't, the the real reason behind this could be simply to get around some of this copyright stuff and to where they don't have to fork over some of their profits over to the family. Now I've heard of a similar thing. I was watching some videos from a a former DC comics writer, uh, Ethan, I forgot his last name, but I was watching some of his video. When you look at miles Morales and I've questioned this, why is he Spider-Man? Well, here's the thing. You've got Steve Ditko who is already, his family has filed suit. On his credits. Towards creating Spider-Man. But if. He is credited with Peter Parker Spider-Man. He wouldn't be credited with Miles Morales Spider-Man. So Miles Morales. Seems to have been a way to where they're trying to get some profits off Spider-Man. That are. Not Peter Parker Spider-Man. So not a Steve Ditko creation. Now. uh, Would that mean that they're ever going to kill off Peter Parker? I don't know. But there is of course the question that they might kill off Clark and it could be as a 30th anniversary type of thing. Now no one seems to know that this is exactly what's happening, but it's just kind of has evidence, I guess pointing that direction. And now people are beginning to wonder. Now I do have actually some Disney news for you. And uh, I've got two different articles, one on news.disney.com. Some more information also was found on Variety, and there's a lot of videos that uh, Disney Plus has been putting up on YouTube. It is the second annual Disney Plus Day. They have been at this now for 12 years, and this is all from November 12th, and that is this Friday. Now, they're going to bring a lot of new things. They're going to have some activities even at some of the parks, surprise and delight moments, blue carpet activations at the Disney Parks uh, we're also looking at some new content coming on to Disney Plus, including Shang Chi. I believe Black Widow has already went, um, but they're even doing like a uh, Disney Plus Extra Magic Hour. Disney Hits channel on SiriusXM will celebrate Disney Plus theme by by theming the Extra Magic Hour to the Disney Plus playlist. I mean, there's just stuff. They're they're reaching out everywhere. Golden Moments NFT collection. I don't even know what an NFT is. But, uh, yeah, even Variety has got a listing. They were talking about all the different things. They're even going to have, you can get one month of service for $1.99 if you're, uh, and that started on Monday, and that's running through Sunday, November 14th. Uh, New and eligible returning Disney Plus subscribers. You get one month for $1.99, and after that, it'll become $7.99 again. Now, of course, when I started, I paid for the whole three years, so I don't know what'll happen next November. But uh, I guess it's going to be, you know, changing things up. But we've got a documentary, The Making of Happier Than Ever, A Love Letter to Los Angeles. That's about Billie Eilish's recent Disney Plus concert special. I didn't watch it. I don't care. Uh, Marvel Assembled, The Making of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Marvel Studios Legends Hawkeye. Enchanted... Spin, that's a Disney Channel original movie in which Rhea, an Indian-American teen, discovers her passion for creating DJ mixes that blend her South Asian culture and the world around her. And we got all episodes of Fancy Nancy Season 3. I've never watched the first two seasons. What is Fancy Nancy? I have no idea. Uh, Also, we've got uh, some new Pixar animation specials. Marvel Studios specials and some surprise sneak speaks uh, of movies. I already mentioned Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, Jungle Cruise, Home Sweet, Home Alone. Olaf presents Frozen Fever, Paper Man, The Ballad of Nessie, Feast, Get a Horse, The Little Match Girl, Tick Tock Tale, Tangled Ever After, Chow Alberto. And that is brand new. That is featuring uh, Alberto from uh, the Luca uh, feature from Pixar. Uh, Don't know exactly what that entails, but it's what he's doing. And he's kind of writing a letter to Luca who went to school. I don't want to say too much because I might be spoiling the movie if you haven't watched it. The Simpsons in Plus-Aversary. The World According to Jeff Goldblum gets a second season. Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day Special. Entre and an international markets Dope Stick available in the U.S. on Hulu. I don't even know what Dope Stick is. Uh, there will be some stuff going on a Tiktok account. And uh, from November 12th to the 14th, more than 200 AMC theater locations will have four daily surprise screenings of Disney movies with tickets priced at $5 each. Each movie will feature a surprise short, and guests won't know which movie is being shown until the screening begins. Theater goers will also receive a free Disney Plus poster and a special concession offer with their ticket purchase. A list of participating AMC locations can be found at this link. Now, I'm going to click that link real quick and see if it's going on in my area. They want to know my location. Okay, there we go. All right. Um, yeah, there it is. Pixar fan-favorite movie, Walt Disney Animation Studios fan-favorite movie, Disney fan-favorite movie, and Star Wars fan-favorite movies. Uh, there's four different things. Uh, does it have a listing of theaters? There we go. Wow. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> If you go to AMC Theaters, and it is RES Theaters, that's theater, you know, dot com, slash Disney dash plus dash day dash surprise dash screenings dash weekend. I will have to grab this link and I'll put it up in the show notes. Uh, they have lots of different states. And yes, the Barry Woods 24 up near me is participating. Uh, I may have to go on one of these. And these are tickets that are $5 plus tax. So, uh, yeah, it looks like. To celebrate Disney Plus Day, AMC Theatres will be showing four surprise screenings of Disney Plus fan faves for only $5 plus tax. And the best part of the surprise is that you won't know what classic movie is being shown until it begins. What if you go in there and it's a movie you don't like? <laughs> if they're showing Frozen, I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Each I mean, Frozen's not bad, but I'm not a Frozen fan. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry at all. Each screening will also feature a surprise short, and all guests will receive a frizzy Disney Plus poster and a 20-ounce Coca-Cola freestyle drink. And Cameo-sized popcorn for $5 plus tasks, which are tickets purposes. So your ticket at concessions to get this deal. I think I'm going to copy this link, and I'm going to share this. By the way, did you know we have a Facebook page? If you go to Facebook and search for Neverland Podcast, we have both a group and a fan page for you to follow or like. And uh, I have a lot of fun things going on up there. When I, when I learn of something new, I tend to post it to Facebook. And that also gives us some things to talk about on the show as we go along speaking of which well i'll come back to that because i still want to go into some more of this disney plus stuff because uh in the theme parks it says Disney plus subscribers can enter the walt disney world resort and disneyland resort 30 minutes before the parks open not sure how you prove that (laughs) disney's hollywood studios at walt disney world resort and disneyland park will roll out blue carpet for guests with character moments photo opportunities and more subscribers will also enjoy complimentary disney photo pass photo downloads taken at select locations Disneyland Paris will roll out the blue carpet at Walt Disney Studios with special character care appearances and photo opportunities throughout the day. Park will extend its operating hours by 30 minutes as the Tower of Terror lights up the night in Disney Plus Blue. There's a lot of different things, even uh, television networks on ABC, uh, all kinds of different stuff. ESPN, they're actually on Jeopardy this Friday. They're featuring a Disney Plus category. My goodness, Just there's stuff going on. Good Money in America will be live from Times Square with, with 12 special guests. ABC-owned TV stations will air original program dedicating to Disney Plus Day. I mean, they're they're just going all out. You know, they, they I guess they really just need everybody to know that they've been around for two years. And I guess they're uh, pretty happy about uh, the whole thing. Uh, the Disney News.Disney.com doesn't seem to have any more information than what I just got off Variety. I think Variety had a lot more information that I pulled off of that. Um, so let's move on to some next bit of news. Now this coming out Friday, the elder Scrolls five, also known as Skyrim anniversary edition comes out. Uh, this November 11th marks 10 years since the release of Skyrim. Holy cow. Now, this is a very, a comprehensive edition of the game. Now I, I wonder, I bought a disc for the PlayStation three and I use that now. That has a lot of glitches. They have problems with saving your game. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that went wrong apparently with that disc on the PlayStation Three. It just could barely handle it. So I ended up purchasing a digital copy when they brought it to the PS4 with a kind of a special edition where you could actually download mods and everything on the on a console. I have completed the game. There's probably a lot more quests I could go and sit down and play with. But I did complete the main story. I didn't get involved in the Civil War because I really can't pick a side. I don't like the Empire because at the beginning of the game, they're executing me without cause. And the, the people rebelling against the Empire are kind of racist. So I don't like either of them. Now, I have um, souped up some armor and a sword with uh, the right amount of uh, alchemy. I have a one kit, one-hit-kill type of sword. I can kill the dragon in one hit. I killed the boss dragon in one hit. I've also got armor that boosts my health so much that I could jump off a mountain and barely feel it. I am Superman in the game. So if I decide to take sides in that civil war, I can end it. (laughs) I can also go on a rampage in that game if I really want to. Uh, So I'm not going into that civil war. I'm just kind of doing my own things, but, um, it does say players who already own Skyrim special edition may choose to purchase just the anniversary upgrade, which includes all the creation club creation content mentioned above and one convenient high value. I'm reading this directly off of elder scrolls. Uh, so what it says is the Skyrim anniversary edition bundles together Skyrim special edition with every piece of creation club content released at the time of the anniversary edition's launch, including additional quests, armor and gameplay modes that get a first look at some of the content included in our article here. Well, let me just hop over to that article that is there now there was a video and i think i have already saw this thing but uh what we have here is saints and seducers originally released in 2019 this creation introduces an additional storyline across two quests complete with side quests for players to delve into with additional armor sets weapons enemies and much more to discover saints and seducers feature some of the largest amounts of content we've placed or we've ever packed into a single creation Rare Curios, included as part of Saints and Seducers. The Rare Curios creation brings additional goods imported from all over Tamriel to Skyrim's Khajiit Caverns. So long as you have coin, these merchants can supply you with all sorts of useful wares, including ingredients to concoct special potions, arrows, and poisons. Survival Mode, looking to immerse yourself in Skyrim's untamed wilderness like never before. Previously released in 2017, the Survival Mode creation has your Dragonborn contend with the very elements of Skyrim itself to survive. Players must wear warm gear and seek shelter in cold climates to keep from freezing to death, as well as mind their hunger and exhaustion on top of the usual threats like pesky bandits and ambushing dragons. Thankfully, Skyrim is rich in food to harvest or scavenge, weather-appropriate armor, and even taverns to rest your weary head. If you're looking for a different way to experience Skyrim, we highly recommend you check Survival Mode out. Fishing. On the topic of obtaining your own food, Skyrim's all new fishing mode creates creation lets you angle over twenty unique aquatic species across the area's many bodies of water. Cook your catch for a meal, display it as a trophy in your den, or even keep it inside your own home aquarium. The choice is yours. With many of Skyrim's fishing spots located in the region's most breathtaking and tranquil spots, there's nothing like unwinding on the shores as you tackle, pun intended, the quest lines and this umcupping free creation. So a lot of new stuff with this uh, Anniversary Edition. And as I uh, did mention before, that it says that if you bought the Special Edition, which I have, which I believe that's even the version that's uh, on the Xbox 3, or not 360, but Xbox One perhaps, and the uh, Nintendo Switch, you uh, can just upgrade. Now the MSRP for the Skyrim Anniversary Edition on digital storefronts will be $49.99 in US, $54.99 in Euros, uh, GBD, I'm not sure what that is, $47.99, but uh, well, I'm going to stick to the USD, $49.99. And it says, if you already own Skyrim Special Edition, the MSRP for the anniversary upgrade on digital storefronts will be $19.99 here in the US. So for $20, I can just upgrade my copy. Uh, will there be a physical version of the anniversary edition? Yes, there are physical copies of it, but only available for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Skyrim, so is Skyrim getting an X-Gen upgrade? Yes. Will my achievements and trophies carry over? Any achievement trophy progress earned playing on Skyrim Special Edition will carry over to the Anniversary Edition, except when upgrading the PlayStation 4 version of the game to the PlayStation 5 version. So yeah, pretty exciting, cool stuff. I think, you know, I think I'm going to look into that just to kind of get a look at what's going on with that. But all right, some other bits of news that came out this week. Dean Stockwell passed away. He was 85 uh, he was mainly known, I guess, for Quantum Leap. He was Al, I believe. Wasn't that his character's name? He was always helping Scott Bakula, jumping around through time. That sort of a thing. Uh, but he passed away this week. Um, also, Disney Plus to launch 13 Marvel movies in IMAX expanded Aspect Radio. That's kind of a fun thing with uh, the Disney Plus day. Patty Jenkins, Star Wars movie at Rogue Squadron, has been delayed, according to The Hollywood Reporter says Jenkins and writer Matthew Robertson have been developing Squadron for Lucasfilm for over a year and the goal of starting production in 2022. It was to have gone into pre-production by the end of this year. However, sources say the producers and filmmaking team came to the realization that Jenkins' schedule and other commitments wouldn't allow for the window needed to make the movie in 2022. This has been taken off the production schedule. Let's hope that Jenkins fulfills her previous commitments. She's going to be able to get right back on to that, that film, that project. Uh, so, still looking forward to that to see what she's going to be doing with that. Patty Jenkins, I think, did a great job with that first Wonder Woman film. So, all right, but now let's talk about that Spider Man No Way Home poster. And I don't know what all everybody else has been going crazy about, but I see in this poster there's some electricity coming down, hinting at electro. You can see tiny little details of the Green Goblin of the original Spider Man film in 2002. And of course, you know, front and center, you've got some Dr. Octopus arms coming at a Tom Holland Spider-Man. Now, it almost looks like there's eyes and things down on whatever this is that Spider-Man is kind of doing his Spider-Man thing on, his pose. But this that's the only hints I'm really getting. Uh, now, it could be that this, this, this kind of dusty, smoky cloud, which I thought at one point was maybe a um, smoke trail from the Goblin Glider, but I wondered if it might not be Sandman. So we might be getting nearly every villain we've ever seen, except for I don't see anything indicating the lizard at this time at least not in this poster uh, but we are of course hearing a lot of talk that um, Toby Maguire is returning as well as what was the other guy's name oh my goodness I forgot um, I wanted to say Alfred Molina but that's not talk uh, but yeah we're going to see some other Spider-Mans popping up I don't know uh, but that is what I've got right now for news I don't believe I had anything left uh, so we're going to just go into the trailer park
0: the neverland trailer Park.
1: all right and i got a few things uh, i think one of them i did not uh, bring over into my list i'll have to check i gotta go through and see what all i've got on my list here but let's go and hear our first trailer this well we know this is coming really soon but you know it's i remember revelations And I looked, as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. Judgment day.
0: Raise a call. I'm calling about what happened in New York. There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. Oh, my God. What is happening here?
1: Her grandfather
0: was a ghostbuster.
1: Something was coming and he knew
0: it. I think we opened the gates
1: of hell. Hey,
0: have you missed us?
1: Yes, Dr. Venkman, we have missed you. That's what's got everybody excited is that last little bit hearing from Bill Murray. November 19th, coming up very, very quickly. Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is from, of course, director Jason Reitman and producer Ivan Reitman coming the next chapter in the original Ghostbusters universe. In Ghostbusters Afterlife, when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Film written by Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan. And yes, I am so excited about this. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's a final trailer. Before that movie comes out, I've been watching like little 30 second spots on the on the Sony Pictures YouTube channel as well. And just enjoying the Dickens out of looking at I try to be careful. I don't want to watch too many clips because I don't want to ruin anything. I just want to be surprised and excited. Every kid has that one gift. They want more than anything for Christmas. This
0: is the story of mine.
1: Bookends and They have baseballs on them. I see that.
0: No, not those. Nintendo. A maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced it was deemed not a video game, but an eight-bit entertainment system. No Nintendo in my house. I second that. Looks like a no-go on Nintendo. I needed a Christmas miracle. The year was 1987, or was it 88? Super Bowl was in 86. Okay, does it really matter, Dad? Okay. The year was the late 80s. I was 11 years old. Did you wear a helmet? Yeah, we always wore helmets in the 80s. Me and my friends would do anything just to play one. Any of you huddled masses want to play? No! What have you brought me? I got a goldfish. Untraceable cash money. It's the final countdown. One thing became clear: I needed to get my own. This is bigger than Christmas. vietnam i don't think that means what you think it means i have no idea what it means we're gonna get in so much trouble sometimes during christmas just when you think that all hope is lost something magical happens sold out in 20 minutes suddenly one woman punched her grandma right in the throat same family too are you making all this up no 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 way did you guys here in the race selling contest? First prize is a brand new Nintendo Entertainment System! I'm gonna kill you! Hold on. <laughs> there are no rules. That Nintendo's mine. What do you want? Borrowed
1: by a wreath? Ma! This kid thinks your wreath sucks! Video games. Have been doing all kinds of strange
0: things to children. What? It was the 80s. Stuff got real. Ah. Red Dog, this is Bluebird. This is Renbo One. What happened to Red Dog? I changed it. We're well, allowed to change names now. This is Millennium Falcon Super Cool. Woo! Love it!
1: Rated PG. November 24th, coming to HBO Max. 8 Bit Christmas. Let me pause it while it's just showing more ads here on YouTube. A humorous and heartfelt look back at the adventures of childhood set in suburban Chicago in the late 1980s. The story centers around 10-year-old Jake Doyles, played by Winslow Fegley, Herculean Quest to get the latest and greatest video game system for Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas stars Neil Patrick Harris, Winslow Fegley, June Diane Raphael, and Steve Zahn. The film is based on the novel by Kevin Jabou, uh, Jakubowski. Jakubowski, I think that's Kevin Jakubowski Producers Tim White, Trevor White, Alan Mattlebob, Nick Nantel, and Jonathan Sadaski. Executive Producers Kevin Jakubowski and Whitney Brown. Directed by Michael Dowse and arriving on HBO Max November 24th Now this This is a Christmas story And I don't mean, oh, it's a, it's a Christmas story. I mean, it's the movie A Christmas Story He's Wants something badly for Christmas. He's going to try to get anything he wants for it. And the parents are against him getting it. Or at least the mother really is. The plot is a Christmas story. Except for it's shooting his eye out. It's, well, video games can do weird things to people. So it's not an original story. But yet, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's about getting a Nintendo. And people my age, all of us Gen Xers, we remember (laughs) what it was like. We wanted that Nintendo for Christmas. Now, I don't think I got my Nintendo until a little bit later for a Christmas gift. Everybody else already had one. I think, And I think Nintendo would come out in like 85, 86. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But this is, is going to be a lot of fun. But really, the story, as I'm watching it, it's this trailer. It's a Christmas story. And I'm going to put that even in the comments on the YouTube. I'm going to put this is a Christmas story for Gen X. Generation. Cause that's really what this is. It's uh instead of Ralphu, we got this other kid. Alrighty, so the next trailer I have for you on my list. This was something I wasn't looking for, but it's fun Artman Studios.
0: <gasps> the human house. Once a year. Humans Take the spikiest tree in the woods
1: Put a shiny
0: magic star on top Make a wish And in the morning They get anything they want The magic shiny I wish I was a mouse Sorry, what? Maybe I forgot to mention I was raised by mice Explains the ears There's one thing mice are good at, it's sneaking. Robin! I wish I was a real one. crumbs in our arms, Hello? we will never be a real mouse. This is bad. Oh, that's made it worse. Robin, you're not a mouse, but of course you're a mouse. Huh? Huh? Sorry, is that confusing? Yeah, what? We're the mouse family. (laughs) All of us.
1: Is this not one of the family? No, Dink, the the cat tried to eat us. This is called Robin Robin coming November 24th to Netflix. Robin Robin, a holiday special from Ardman animation makers of Sean, the sheep, chicken run and Wallace and Gromit starring Gillian Anderson, Richard E. Grant, Bronte Carmichael, and deal. Akhtar when her egg fortuitously rolls into a rubbish dump, Robin is raised by a loving family of mice. And as she grows up, her differences become more apparent. Robin sets off on the heist to end all heists to prove to her family that she can be a really good mouse, but ends up discovering who she really is. So uh, this, of course, is stop motion animation, which Artemis Studios is pretty well known for. The only time that I can think of that they didn't do stop motion uh, when they did Flushed Away with Hugh Jackman and they they made the characters look like their style. But, you know, they did it with computer, but it it, it wasn't quite the same. Right. You know, it, it just wasn't the same as their. Fantastic work in uh, stop motion. So it looks like they've gone back to their stop motion, which is what they've done with Shawn the Sheep and things like that. Uh, this looks cute and fun, and it'll be fun to watch for Christmas. Like I said, coming to Netflix November 24th.
0: Dear Mike, today is day 185. Is I think I have finally adapted. In Cal- Right, Hold down to your butts, bro-chachos. I even like school now. I have made lots of friends. Even so, I am ready for spring break. Mostly because I get to see you. We will have the best spring break ever.
1: Stranger Things Season 4. Which is a very odd ad, I'd say, for that. Uh, But this, I believe, is supposed to be coming in 2022. And uh, for whatever reason, Eleven is in, I guess, California. <laughs> I don't know what all's going on, but yeah, that's what's, what's on. And that's what's going on with this. So uh, I'm sure we'll find out more. And during this spring break, apparently things are not going to be this wonderful time. It's going to be horrifying. And one thing I'm curious about is we, we kind of saw at the end of season three that Eleven sort of exhausted her powers. And I wonder if, as going to uh, California, if she's dealing with being normal. Uh, She's going to school, and uh, she's really apparently not very popular. She doesn't have ability to just crush her enemies with a thought anymore. So, yeah, it should be a a different uh, take on things that we've gotten used to here with uh, Stranger Things. Other things we've got going on. The remake train is still going around here. Gal Gadot will be the queen for Disney's new Snow White film. Uh, Rudolph, Frosty, and Santa all coming back to CBS and ABC release holiday special schedule. Let's go take a look at that that schedule. Of course, now I own the Rankin-Bass specials on DVDs. But uh, November 22nd, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, 8 p.m. CBS. I'm pretty sure these are Eastern Standard Time. November 25th, Thanksgiving Day Parade is 9 a.m. at CBS. Also, The Magic Maker will be 8 p.m. on ABC. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's November 26th, 8 p.m. And it seems every year if they want to put them out. I mean, golly, these are all November. Frosty the Snowman will be on November 26th on CBS. At the exact same time that Santa Claus is Coming to Town is showing on ABC. Frosty Returns will, will air right after on CBS at 8.30. Robbie the Reindeer, Hooves of Fire. Never heard of that one. There's a couple of Robbie the Reindeer. Legends of the Lost Tribe comes on right after. That's on November 27th. Story of Santa Claus, 9 p.m. at CBS 9, uh, on the 27th. That's going to be right after Robbie the Reindeer. Wonderful World of Disney will have a magical holiday celebration, 7 p.m. ABC on November 28th. Great Christmas Light Fight will return. Uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure will be airing on ABC on December 2nd. Toy Story of the Time Forgot on uh, December the 2nd as well. And let's see. Uh, Sound of Music is actually going to be aired this year, December 19th. Santa Claus is coming to town, ABC, December 23rd. And, you know, I see the Olaf's Frozen Adventure being aired on Christmas Eve on ABC. Disney's Prep and Landing on ABC. The Prep and Landing 2 also. It looks like a lot of this, also on ABC, this is all Christmas Eve. Of course, by then, I might be watching a lot of um, uh, the Christmas story, of course. You know, a Christmas story on TBS. Uh, If you are looking to enjoy a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and a Charlie Brown Christmas, you can catch those on PBS or Apple TV. The Peanuts Thanksgiving special will air on PBS Sunday, November 21st. Charlie Brown and friends will sing Christmas Time is Here on PBS, December 19th, 7.30 p.m. So, yeah, everything's being shown as quick as they can get it out here in November. The week of Thanksgiving, they're going to start showing the Christmas specials to where they're going to run out of stuff by December. A lot of stuffs going on. In December is you know, a, boy, a very boy band holiday. Christmas proposal. Christmas takes flight. Prices right at night. Forty-four Kennedy Forty-fourth Kennedy Center honors. A lot of that stuff. But a lot of these specials, I'd rather watch them closer to Christmas. And thankfully, I own them on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, so yeah, that was some things I forgot to get into. Uh, the House of Mouse Expo 2021. By the way, Marker Carey is going to be there. This is all things that were on our Facebook page. Also, Jason Sudeikis and Gene Smart will star in a wonderful. It's a Wonderful Life, a table read for the Ed Asner Family Center. So, no, they're not remaking the movie. It's a table read. All right, but that's all the news. That is all the trailers and everything that I have for you. Now, it's time for a movie review. Oh,
0: Want to see a movie? Yeah, pretty good. It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good, bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The Best movie ever made. A fandom nexus movie review.
1: The Eternals are an evolutionary offshoot of humanity gifted with amazing powers and abilities to look after the human race throughout the ages. One million years ago, the mysterious epic beings known as the Celestials created 100 Eternals and left. Since then, the Eternals have lived secluded on Earth, rarely interfering with humanity and being reborn whenever they perish. This is from marvel.fandom.com. After two devastating civil wars, the remaining Eternals of Earth chose a path of peace and dedicated their lives to bettering themselves and their society. The best example of what they can accomplish when working together is the power of the Unimind, which is created when several Eternals join their will and intelligence together to temporarily become one powerful entity. Throughout the millennia, the Eternals built great cities, including their current home, Olympia, which provided their setting for the meeting with the Olympians, the gods of ancient Greece. After noticing the similarities between both species, they formed an alliance and the Eternals acted as the gods representatives on earth for a while. Recently, the Eternals went mad and turned against each other while some committed suicide. They have since been revived and are slowly beginning to return to their peaceful ways. Now, I, let me see if I can find a listing of all of the particular Eternals here on this page. Because uh, it, you know, if you go into like the Marvel fandom page, you'll get uh, a, a recap of a lot of different stories, and I want to go and because uh, apparently Ajak, let me see if I can get for Ajax is a male in the comic books, which although is played by Selma Hayek, although it looks like we do have a female Ajak, uh pictured in here as far as Earth six one six. Somebody told me that uh, Ajak was a, a male. Hmm. So I I don't know why anyone's telling me that stuff because yeah, it looks you know, unless something has changed in the comics since then. I've never paid attention to the Eternals. I don't get into the cosmic thing. I, and anymore. I just kind of focus on Spider Man. So uh but yeah, so the characters we get in the film, they, they kind of change some things and they have reasons for the Celestials uh, having created the Eternals, which I don't want to spoil the film if you haven't seen it. Right? Um so I want to be very, very careful about that. Uh, but in this film, we do get uh, Icarus and Ajax and Circe, uh, Sprite, a lot of different characters. Like I said, I'm not very familiar with them. And the criticisms that I've mainly have gotten uh, that I've heard is that it's a like with Philip, uh, he he put this, he ranked this below Captain Marvel. It was very boring and very dialogue heavy because one of the problems they had is they are bringing in an ensemble cast, and they. They try, although they don't really have the time to do it, to develop all these characters to make us care about all these characters. But they have so many different characters, they can only go um, kind of a one track for each one. They all have one side of the personality we really get to see. And I've even heard criticism saying this would have been a good series on Disney Plus. They could have taken time to introduce each character, you know, a bit at a time and spend more time with these characters and bring them around. So, uh, and I can, I can definitely see that that definitely makes sense to me. Uh, and so what Phillips, uh, thought was that he was actually kind of bored and, uh, was actually lamented, not having his phone with him. He wanted to check his phone, which you don't do that in a theater anyway. Uh, but he did not enjoy it. Of course, now he was kind of uncomfortable. He was having some knee pain and other things. So maybe without that, he might've enjoyed it a little better. I thought the movie was okay. Uh, it never really had any you know, of the great visuals. I think the, the cast did a, a pretty good job. Uh, I did enjoy them very much. Um, but it wasn't, oh, there's maintenance in progress. I was going to go and pull up and see what Rotten Tomatoes had. Cause Rotten Tomatoes, when I had looked at it earlier, the critics kind of scored it low, but, uh, it had an 80% approval rating from viewers. Uh, so it seems to be getting a kind of a nice mix. I mean, I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was that great. But uh, I did kind of enjoy it. Here's the cast, though, for you. Angelina Jolie, Jimmy Chan, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjian, Lauren Ridloff, Brian Tyree, Henry, Salma Hayek, Liam McHugh, Donnelly, and Kit Harington. Uh, and like I said, I, I did enjoy, you know, the overall, the characters themselves for what little we got of them. Uh, their powers, I thought, were very cool, uh, what they all could do. Uh, although, like... Question raised also on a screen rant when they do the pitch meeting is like, well, with all these great powers, why then combine them into just one person? And would have been a very powerful person if you're creating somebody. But you've got Ajax, Druig, Gilgamesh, Icarus, Kingo, Makari, Fastos, Circe, Sprite, and Athena, not to be confused with Athena. Uh, and I did, you know, enjoy each character for what they were, what minor they were all seem like minor characters. They just didn't have time to really develop the characters. But in order to try to make up for that, it is a very dialogue heavy movie trying to, of course, giving some characterization. Uh, and it shows a little bit of backstory of the Eternals being around for like 5,000 years on earth. Gives a short explanation why they have not interacted at all up to this time. And then their purpose comes back and it's getting the band back together and putting the team in and going and finding everybody again. Uh, it's basically what this film was. And you know, it's I don't know that I would have paid money for this necessarily given the option. Uh, I think it's definitely worth a watch when it comes on Disney Plus. Uh, this isn't one that I'm going to be super excited to go buy, but I mean I did, you know, kind of kind of like it, it but it wasn't it wasn't a great film. One thing I do want to bring up that they did introduce Dane Whitman. And you'll want to stick around for some ending credit scenes cuz we got uh, Eros, also known as Star Fox and Pip uh introduced in a mid credit and at the very end credit we get a little bit more with dane whitman who uh marvel comic fans may recognize as black knight so i'm not sure what they're doing if he's going to get his own movie he's going to be part of something else uh, they do indicate at the end of eternals that the eternals will return in some fashion uh, so yeah there's definitely moving on with this I had some questions on how they were going to be able to continue with certain characters and they did answer that. Uh I was kind of surprised that uh some deaths of characters I did not expect. Uh even some characters that I actually there's something about that character I like, they did something to mess with and um I wasn't keen on what they did with some of the characters like, "Oh, hey, you know, you're your two most interesting characters for me." Um Yeah, I don't want to spoil, but yeah, <laughs> the two mo- the, the two characters I was most entertained by um don't come out of this thing very well. Uh, I did I did like Circe. Cersei. Cersei was pretty cool. And she's at least sticks around the whole time. But uh, yeah, a couple of other characters. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, it's not horrible. It's just not very good. And I think it's because they just try to do too much. But yeah, that was my thoughts on the Eternals. Uh, and I, like I said, I don't know much about them in the comics. Uh, and I wish I could find pages that maybe talked about some of the individual characters, but all I could find was really some stuff about the Eternals in general off of Marvel.com. Uh, so yeah, I would uh, I would wait for Disney Plus and uh, check it out there. And uh, that's my thought on that. And that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Other than, uh, you know what? Let's take another ride into Disney Park.
0: Yes, for Yes, what here for? For the repast ideal. No. A simple omelet? Too simple. What? May oui, That's it? <coughs> Yes, man. Tu hai
1: would like to thank Karen Kennedy Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show remind you of course send us an email podcast at neverlandpodcast.com also on Twitter Neverland Podcast, facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. oh wait Twitter is Neverland neverlandpcast pardon me we also have a Facebook group and you can leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 also remember at neverlandpodcast.com our official page right there in the middle of the page you can find a link there for my podcast reviews if you happen to have a podcast for a very reasonable fee, my podcast reviews will get you all your reviews sent to your email from around the world. And I've even got a nice little widget set up. I got it posting to the front of the page where you can see some reviews right there. So it's very nice. It's a very nice service. It's pretty inexpensive. You just pay a yearly fee. And uh, I really have enjoyed it. So, And also, if you click on there, I get a little bit of a kickback and it does help out the show. Something else you can do to help out the show, remember to visit our Patreon page patreon slash neverland podcast you can find links of course to our patreon page on Neverlandpodcast.com. i like i said i'm considering doing something special if we can get the patreon up to where it covers all of my costs for putting on this show And uh, so if I've if I've managed to put something positive in your life, please consider giving me just a small donation. If if even 100 of you were to go through and just put a dollar in there, that would be $100 that would pay for everything. It would be fantastic. And I could even uh, improve equipment because the other microphone I use that I have for Philip, the Q2U, when he's here, it'll pick me up. And so I get a lot of the room in there and I would like to purchase another RE20 for him to use as well so both of us can sound as good as I sound right now. I know you're enjoying the sound of my voice through this RE20 because it's a wonderful microphone. But that is all the time we have for today, so get lost in an adventure.